Hello, welcome back to Not All Who Wander Are Lost. I'm your host, Jay Cook. Not an astrologer, the astrologer. We'll get right into it today, tonight. We're discussing complexes and we're discussing Venus and Mars. Men and women, but not really. We're discussing the male and female principles, the masculine and feminine sides of the self. Okay? So, complexes. The definition for complexes. Okay? This is psychoanalysis now. An integration of impulses, ideas, and emotions related to a particular object, activity, etc. Okay? Largely unconscious, but strongly influencing the individual attitudes and behavior. So let's break that down for a second. We have an integration of impulses. An impulse is an action beyond knowing, beyond logic. I mean, it's, a, it's an action taken beyond logical reasoning for that action being taken. It's technically associated, an impulse would be associated with Aries. Aries is impulsive. Okay, there's an integration of these impulses. Ideas, so we also have ideas and emotions, which are related to a particular object, activity, person, etc. So what's going on is, we have a whole bunch of these ideas, emotions, or impulses, which are related, and they're attaching themselves to an object, an activity, a person, etc. These things are unconscious, which is why they're impulsive, right? They're, they can be impulses because they're unconscious, okay? But they're strongly influencing the individual attitudes and behavior of people. And by people, I mean you and me and everybody, Okay, largely unconscious, but strongly influencing the individual attitudes and behavior. So, these, this web, this integration of impulses and emotions is attaching itself to different things in our lives outside of ourselves at times. Things that we associate with these emotions, with these impulses. And then what's happening is our behavior and our attitude unconsciously is being influenced. Influenced unconsciously. So in relation to Venus and Mars, the masculine and feminine sides of the self. So when we're talking about Venus and Mars, go look at uh, Liz Green. She discusses a whole bunch of psychology and astrology. And she writes that the important thing is how you relate to the masculine and feminine sides of yourself when we're talking about aspects between Venus and Mars. And just Venus and Mars in general. So if you don't, if you have your computer open, if you have a phone, feel free to pause the podcast Go to Cafe Astrology. Look up your free astrology chart. You're going to type in your birth time, your birth date, 
and your name, where you were born, it's going to tell you, it's going to bring up a page, you're going to scroll down a little bit until you see aspects, it'll be a header, aspects, and underneath it, it has written out, you don't need to know the symbols, it just has written out, sun, square, moon, or, you know, moon, trine, Neptune. So you can start to see all the aspects, have it written out. You don't need to have any other familiarity. As I discuss things like squares, trines, sextiles, you can look for free online at your own chart and follow along. And if you have any of the things that I'm discussing, and even if you don't, you'll know people who do. And, you know, eventually... I'll obviously hit on things in your chart, but you know, it's good to follow along and this is all for free. So I encourage you to follow along in that way. If you're not familiar with your chart, it's okay. I'm breaking things down. So in when we're discussing Venus, right, we're discussing Venus has a need. It feeds off of love and approval of others for its own sense of value. But you have Mars, which doesn't care what other people thinks and does it its own way. So how these planets have a relationship to each other in the natal chart is going to influence the, the perception that you have and the behavior, the behaviors that you express, the attitudes that you carry are going to be largely influenced by what types of relationships. If it has a trine or a sextile, you're going to be a little bit, you're going to have a little bit more of a optimistic view about how you can express these energies. If you have a square or an opposition between Venus and Mars, then you're going to be a little less optimistic about how you can express them. You may bury these two planets unconsciously. You may bury all the conflict that you experience between these two. Or you may completely, which what you'll probably do in this case if you have harder aspects, is you'll completely identify with one at the expense of the other. And then eventually the other comes roaring back with a vengeance. It just sort of pops out from time to time. And let, let's illustrate this. Liz Green, once again, she states, Mars assumes it can please people and get its own way at the same time. All right? If Venus is trying Mars, sorry, if Venus is trying Mars, it'll assume it can please people and get its own way at the same time. So that's a more optimistic outlook. Like we said, sextile trine, more harmonious aspect. Conjunctions tend to lie somewhere in between. It can be harmonious and inharmonious. Thing is, it's a blending of energies. And it's a blending of energies not necessarily with any point of focus. It's just a lot of energy. Not necessarily aimed at any direction. But a Venus trine Mars, trine or sextile, would probably assume it can please people and get its own way at the same time. But here's... The opposition, Venus square Mars, let's say, Liz Green writes, worries itself half to death with the fear that one will automatically lose love if one asserts oneself. That's a big difference 
in how people are going to be expressing themselves and acting because if Venus is squaring Mars, somebody has a fear of asserting themselves because they don't want to lose the ones that they love. So what's going on here? There may be a little bit, there's a fear of losing what Venus needs, the love and approval of others for its sense of value. It's Venus feeds off of love and approval for its sense of value. And then if you have Venus squaring Mars or opposing Mars in the chart, you might worry yourself after death with the fear that one will automatically, that you will automatically lose love if you assert yourself. So that's something that we have to keep in mind here. As opposed to, you know, Mars assuming it can please people and get its own way with the trine and the sextile. So here's the Venus sextile Mars or trine Mars. So you begin to see how this can create a complex, right? Because we're talking about balancing the feminine and the masculine energies within oneself. And one side usually gets expressed at the expense of the other. So if you come, become completely Venusian, you might be very pleasant, agreeable, harmonious. You know, Venus is good at convincing people, but in a very tactful and diplomatic way to take its position. Mars is very assertive. It just tells you, hey, listen, we should do it this way. You know, it's like if somebody has a connection between Venus and Mars in their chart and they're very Venusian, they don't express a lot of assertive or aggressive qualities, let's say, then what happens is they're burying a lot of times, they're burying those things. And, it, and when you trap Mars in the basement for so long, then eventually it's going to rebel. And, you know, you can't trap this energy without feeling like you lack potency which creates a big problem for men and for women. It's like you want to feel sexually potent, physically potent. You want to feel like you have a lot that there is to express, a lot to give, a lot to offer. And when you don't feel like you have that, then that can create a complex, an integration of impulses, ideas, and emotions related to a particular object, activity, person, etc. So you can relate these things, this, com this unconscious, this unconscious and strongly influencing attitude or behavior, right? You can, you can link that to love relationships. You can link that to sexual activity. You can link that to these areas of your life where these things come up, where relationships are involved. And then if we don't realize that this is going on, which is the very nature of a complex, it's unconscious until somebody like me gets on a podcast and calls awareness to it. And then you say, hey, wait a minute, I have something like this going on. Now, of course, there's a whole other chart. There's 10 other planets. There's a b bunch of different aspects. 
there's so many different factors here, but we're just breaking it down and discussing this one tiny piece. Everybody's going to be colored completely differently. None of us have the same chart. No charts are repeating for thousands of years. So with all this in mind, we need to be aware now and conscious of how this is operating, at least in this, this small or minute way, based on the tiny bit of information I've gone over. Liz Green gives a great example. She says, Iron Fist in Velvet Glove. The Iron Fist is Mars, the Velvet Glove is Venus. Sometimes you don't realize the Iron Fist that's sitting behind that Velvet Glove. Because on the outside it appears very Venusian. Or sometimes that nice Iron Glove is trapped inside of a rock. That nice comfortable blanket is buried underneath a freaking pile of rubble. I mean, we need to, once we become conscious of these things, begin to give each part of our nature equal or rather a balanced expression. A balanced expression by understanding the different pitfalls that we're finding ourselves in when we choose to bury either one or both parts of our natures because we don't think that there's something solvable here. And this stems from not being able to like solve family complexes early on in life. You know, emotional or or you know, even practical problems that like the family just couldn't solve that affected us emotionally and then we as we grow older we don't realize that these things at a different period in time you know may be changeable or may there may be something we can transmute now but we've already buried these things because you're going to repress things you don't think you can fix or maybe when you're a child you don't have the power to fix it you don't have the power to deal with it in a way where anybody you know maybe you're not supported by your parents as a child these maybe some of these qualities aren't supported maybe your parents don't want you to be aggressive mars so you naturally display more venusian qualities to survive in your early childhood environment and then eventually what happens is you develop complexes based on the repressed qualities, the repressed desires and urges within you. And then eventually you're going to have to learn how to assert yourself because it's still a necessary part of your expression and of your own self-evolution. And in order to get the things you want in life, you need to live a more balanced in a more balanced way, according to your own individuality, as we can see in the birth chart. And once you become aware of these things, that's when you can start to play around with this and start to find a balance in your life. 
but it helps just listening to, you know, this 16, 17 minutes or whatever that I just laid down, gathering tiny bits of awareness at a time, stepping away from the podcast or from the Facebook and going out living your life and noticing what I was talking about, seeing if, you know, you do have this aspect. And by the way, if you don't have an accurate birth time, just put in noon on your birthday and and anything within, it'll pop up with any aspects. I guess for just for now, especially, it says the orb. If you look in the the right-hand column of the aspect list on Cafe Astrology, it will say the orb. And if the orb is anything within five degrees, I guess, and it's, it's on your birth date, you know, I would just assume for now until you get an actual chart done that, you know, you have this aspect to some degree, lesser or more. And you can start to work with some of the information I've laid down. And keep in mind, there's a lot more that I was not able to cover in a 17-minute podcast. I mean, this goes very deep. Um, that's why I'll be putting out content daily, uh, you know, free content so that you guys can become aware of all this stuff. So check back for more podcasts. Uh, this has been Not All Who Wander Are Lost. I'm Jay Cook, and I will be talking with you tomorrow.